Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, I'm Jules. Hello, I'm Sarah. And welcome. Welcome to Jules and Sarah, the podcast, where I was just thinking, I actually can't remember the last time we podded. No, I can't. We were in this room... In this very room. Yeah, and I'd had Nancy, so we have podded since then, but between then and now, who can who say? Who knows? And what I also would like to flag is I really like the fact that neither of us checked the last episode. No. Which says everything you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> You've probably got more of a handle on this than we have. Uh, we should also point out that we are recording... The Jules and Sarah Summer Special, which is what we're calling this, mm, really. Mm, mm. Don't be under any illusion. This is not the comeback yet. No. This is not. This because is we, not. we do want to come back. We're desperate to come back. But just diaries and things just yep. aren't aligning at the moment and it will happen when it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Also, there's a forthcoming, I mean, you will have heard about, you will have hear, heard the bells ringing out for the past few weeks because there is a very important nuptials just around the corner. Oh my Which, god. Which um, will be discussed in full. In fact, really, it's the summer special. It's really the wedding special, <laughs> this episode of the podcast, because Jules is getting married in, oh, about 25 minutes. Isn't three it? and a half weeks. Three I get married in three and, and a half weeks. weeks. So we're going to talk about all of that. Um, but we do need to point out that we are recording this on the hottest day ever. <laughs> That's actually a fact now. It's broken all the records. It's hitting headlines across the globe. Today is the hottest day. Jules is the only person I know who would travel on the hottest <laughs> day of the year. It wasn't even a question. I was like, do you still want to come, you know, with the heat and everything? You were like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I am. I did say to Sarah today, I am in poolside glam. I'm wearing a top that I would only usually wear from the pool sun lounger to get my 1pm daiquiri in. That's the only purpose of this shirt. And of course, Port Salut crew, you can imagine how chic Jaws looks sat on my cheap purple sofa. (laughs) We've got the curtains drawn. There's a fly on the blind. Just the flies are doing me in. The Mm. flies are just killing me this year. I just cannot bear it. But you know what I've taken to doing? And I know this is really bad. First of all, like, I know, please... You're not running around me. with an air raid or something, are you? It's exactly what I'm doing. Oh, I've right. got a can of raid and I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it because where there's sort of um, at the end of our kitchen, there's like a skylight. Well, I mean, it is like a bug's life up there. I mean, David oh. Attenborough could have come and narrate the whole bloody thing. It's 
awful swarms of them and they really settle in you can tell they're calling their mates it's a nice over. house yeah it's a lovely look at this skylight guys come and hang out it's lovely i do always rescue a bee i want to be very clear no bees are to come to any harm i nurse them back to health you know yeah, with the sure, sugar water sure, sure, and everything sure. everything else can go to hell <laughs> as far as i'm concerned and i spray the raid because i've got all the doors open very yeah. ventilated also, Peggy's not there. Don't spray it, you know, near Peggy or anything like that. I'm very careful. I usually do it last thing at night. And then I watch them. I watch them fall from the skies to their death. And I watch them writhe, <laughs> writhe and buzz. I do. It's really... John's like, this is dark. <laughs> so the flies are doing me in. But yeah. Hottest day of the year. We've just had a really good ice lolly. Oh my God, the ice lolly that. was off the charts. Actually, in general, I said to Sarah when I got here, Sarah's like, I'll make lunch. I'll make lunch. I'll fix lunch. Sat down, sat with Nancy. Sarah oh. made peaches and burrata on fresh bread with salad capers. And I said to Sarah, I was like, babe, you've really upped your chic game. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know myself. Don't I don't be know fooled. myself. I mean, you have got a fly on your head as <laughs> we speak. But... Look, they know. They know. <laughs> Do you see? They torture me. <laughs> but Sarah honestly has outcheeked herself and it's been lovely. Very interesting that you say about the skylight with the flies. I, We are currently in renovation operation. Yeah, Operation renovation. Which you've been in for the last 18 years, actually. <laughs> I haven't had a kitchen since February, so it's been bedlam. But we a have, lot of salads. We've that got is a, a lot of salads. We've got a lot of glass coming in. And yeah. now I'm getting nervous about the bugs. So mm. thank mm. you very much for that. I'll send that. you some raid as a housewarming <laughs> gift. <laughs> That's your housewarming A citronella candle. <laughs> oh, God. I'm telling you, you need one of those. You know, like the butchers have, the UV ring lights. Never. <laughs> I would be seen dead. <laughs> I did think of setting one up, though, in the night time. Honestly, I'm getting really, like... Dark. Yeah. It's getting a bit chip shop round here, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Tempting them into their death now. <laughs> well, it's funny that you mentioned the light and, like, me saying no, because the, imagine the conversation during the operation renovation with me and the builders trying to, like, explain to them that I'm not most people. So, like... <laughs> We had this conversation <laughs> where we've had one window replaced and the guy, you know the windows that open vertically, top to bottom, they open out? Yeah. The guy was like, so most windows in the UK, 99.9% .9 of windows open out. And I was like, well, I'm not in that percentage. I'm in the point one. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, and we'll be having a tilt and turn. Like, there's every yeah. single thing I come up against. I'm like... No, no. Whatever you do everywhere else, you won't be doing here. He needs to learn that the the worst thing he could say to you is this is what most people yeah, have. Yeah, exactly. Because straight away you're going to go, well, I don't want it then. <laughs> yeah. I'm not interested in what other people have. I want my own. Well, today there was a conversation about a step coming out underneath these French, like, sliding doors we've had put in. I was like, Electric. step, step. <laughs> I remember saying, dead with a step underneath that door. I was like, you'll tile the surface. You'll tile it very sh You'll yeah. die, Sarah. Oh, I will. You'll I die. will. I mean, you, you have shown me a few pictures. I can't get my head round the floor 
plan. I can't work out what was where, what was here. I said, where's the cellar door? It's behind that wall. What wall? It's just, you have, I mean, you have gutted it, haven't you? It is. We've gutted it. Yeah. It's been like, you like. almost knocked it over. I can now see why Kevin MacLeod on Grand Designs is a bit of a prick. Because I think you've got to be in this game. I was like, oh. Oh, it's all coming, slotted into place where I don't like Kevin McLeod. But actually, he's probably very good at his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I don't think I'd ever do it again. And I was missold Renovation Life from mm. Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen in mm. the 90s. I thought this is for me. No, it's not. People do it. People are obsessed, aren't they? Like, I knew somebody who would move into a house, do it up. And then as soon as it would finish, they'd be like, right, I'll do it again. I couldn't think of anything worse. No, I couldn't think of anything worse. No, no. Never again, darling. Never and you'll again. never have to do it again. No, unless we get the Val chalet. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to have it fully furnished. <laughs> but it's nearly done. It's You, you are nearly there. Carry on. <laughs> Just, someone's getting a bit a, hot. It could be somebody having the audacity to walk past the house that's caught Peggy's attention. Peggy. It was so funny you mentioned somebody walking past the house because earlier when you took Nancy upstairs, I went to the bathroom and I've obviously completely forgotten what it's like living in London and all the different sounds that you can hear. I heard, um, oh, boy, George, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, chameleon <laughs> against Figaro, 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 Figaro. I was in the bathroom like, oh, my God, the neighbour's music is wild. <laughs> I had to run my wrists under cold water to bring myself back round. I was like, whoa. Everyone, everyone's got their windows open, so you really get a cross-section of what everybody's enjoying this afternoon. Opera, 80s, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, reno the renovation is coming to an end. There's the end in sight, isn't it? You're going to have an oven soon. Yeah, I haven't had an oven since fair by being cooking off a little electric stove. I, these are things that I haven't really shared that much of on Instagram because <laughs> it's not really on brand. No. <laughs> you kneeling over some beans. Had to do all our washing up in the bath. That's mm. deeply upsetting. Anything, you should never have to wash mayonnaise off a plate where you also wash yourself. You should well, never I don't have bath. to do this. I've stopped bathing. You've stopped bathing. I've, You've st had to. I've stopped any Doing of that. The dishes in the back bent over oh. with a little brush oh god it's just camping have you got a draining board in the yeah. bathroom yes. yes sarah it's so bleak i don't recommend it to anyone and but we didn't have a choice the kitchen had to come out and we were left there with yeah. nothing yeah um, yeah that was one of the first walls to go wasn't it it was one of the first walls to go today though like our floor goes down in two weeks no in two days it's it was so close but Doing a renovation at the same time as planning a wedding, I would not recommend it at all. The only reason we did it was because of COVID and the pandemic and we couldn't get builders, blah, 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 blah. It landed on the same year. And when it comes to September, when it's all done, I'm going to have such a clear mind. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to, I'm going to really like elevate, I think. I'm just going to be You're like, oh my like God. Mother-in-laws quite often have a crash after a wedding because they've been so active. That's why they all go on a cruise. You'll have to go on a cruise, darling. It's the only answer. On a cruise? <laughs> I'm going to Santorini, actually. Well, there you go, Perfect. Darling. Perfect. The dream. Well, you know what happened? You know what happened when June and I went to Santorini <laughs> on the cruise? It was one of our stops. We all got so if you haven't been on a cruise before, you pull in with your cruise liner, you all get off, and then you trot around for a couple of hours, 
And then at the end, you, you, you meet the coach and, and they drive you back to the boat. If you're not on the boat, by the time it leaves, it's, it's going. Yeah, it's gone without you. Like, Jane McDonald's it. missed a few boats, hasn't she? Absolutely. And there was that story in the Daily Mail about the woman who swam after it. And on the diagram, <laughs> honestly, she jumped in and started swimming after the, after the cruise ship. And it showed, and the cruise ship was like way over here. And it showed the distance that she'd <laughs> swum. In like comparison, she barely got off the shore, bless her. She was found with a handbag. She was swimming <laughs> with a handbag after the cruise ship. That is true. Oh, that's anyway, terrific. We all got off at Santorini. We'd poodled around. We'd had a lovely uh, feta filo pastry. Lovely, lovely. Don't know where Lorna had gone. Lorna had gone off ahead. June and I, we couldn't find the car park. We could not find that coach. And we walked past this lad who was lugging the biggest pile of coke. Like he had this huge pallet of Coca-Cola that he was Coca-Cola. lugging. Coca-Cola. Yeah, Coca-Cola. Hey, got it. Yeah, sure. yeah, Coca-Cola. <laughs> Lilt, Fanta, that sort of thing. And he was lugging it like this. And we went, the ship, the ship, where's the ship? He went, what? <laughs> like this. We were like, where's the ship? And he went, that way. And we ran. We only just got on the coach. Everybody was looking at us. And Lorna said she'd been on the coach going, where the hell are they? And they looked. And this this 90-year-old woman, because another person, another person had got on the coach and gone, where's my mother? Like this, and had lost their mother in Santorini, who was 90. She She's came still over, there. She came over the hill before we did. Oh, oh well, God. Well, the last time we went to Santorini, we were on a cruise. And I arrived by donkey because they drop you at the bottom and the donkey takes you up. And oh, I, we had the coach. Well, yeah. Then when you say that, I was like, speaks what cruise you were on and what I was on. <laughs> but somebody's the real up, authentic experience you had. Somebody, somebody was saying, oh, have you been to Santorini? And I was like, yes. And I arrived by donkey. They didn't believe me. Phoned care. And I was like, dig the photos out. <laughs> Tell me about the wedding. Tell me, I'm going to sit back. Oh my God, I'm going to sit back, Sarah. mainly because I'm actually sweating and I just actually, by sitting down. What's the new crew? I actually said to Sarah, I was like, I'm so excited to even tell you about this wedding because we went through Sarah's, who can forget the charger oh plates? Oh my God. Who Somebody can... messaged me this morning and said, is Jules having charger plates? <laughs> I mean, Portsley crew, you were there every, every lick of the way and I feel like we haven't, you haven't had that you need that that um, and this is it you this need is that the moment. release yeah because you need to release it yeah you do you do you really this is a safe space <laughs> um so i would just like to say before we get into this for the whole um duration of wedding planning i've always had because watching like one of your best mates do it and doing it on the podcast i've always had in the back of my mind I wonder what my charger plate status will be. I wonder when I will reach charger plate status. Can we just say, for anyone who has not heard the charger plate episode... Just pause and go and find it. Just pause and go and find it. Because there was, yeah, uh, there's a point on the wedding planning. I mean, it was a real meltdown. I was, I was in a car park and I was exchanging a charger plate with a, a supplier to see if I liked it. Well, it you was became just, very fixated on the charger plate. I did, plates. I did. Which, which, it wasn't about the charger plate. Yeah, yeah. It was about everything, but that's... That that's became where the, it became. That it became it. the hill to die on. Yeah, so 
We are getting married in the Netherlands. Um, we are having an Amsterdam wedding. We're getting married just outside of Amsterdam. So chic. Um, yeah, actually, it is really, it is really chic, it's and I'm so really chic. happy. Like, but I will say, never intended to get married overseas. Never wanted an August wedding. Always wanted a spring wedding. But you know, things just evolve. They Life move happens, on. darling. Life happens, and here we are. Yeah. Um, we, wedding venue hunting was an experience, I will say. I got very, like, I, you know me, Sarah, I will walk into a room and I'll just know instantly. I'll be like, nope, no, 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 no. You'll know before you've walked in sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll know when I've turned onto the street. I'm like, oh, no. No, 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 no. Um, and in the Netherlands, a lot of the buildings, especially in Amsterdam, they're very small. They're not built for grand weddings. So the ones that can hold a big wedding, um, oof, it's a lot of pattern carpet. It's a lot of brown and red. And Conference it's, centers. Yeah, red orchids on reception. That's oh. a hard no. Oh That's a hard gosh, say no. no more. <laughs> um, and then also what's been interesting is doing a Dutch, in the Dutch weddings seem to be a lot more low key than an English wedding. Oh, they dear. don't necessarily drink as much. They're quite tiny ceremonies with lots of people coming in the evening. Oh no, that won't do at all. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, it's a fun no. Um, so one thing that the Dutch all do, they sit when they get married. Well, I've been, I won't be sitting. You can't crease. <laughs> <laughs> if you think I'm going to sit in outfit number one, I do <laughs> not think so. That is not happening. There's this there's this little sofa thing that keeps coming up at the venue. They're like, and where should we put the wedding seat? I'm like, in the bin. I'm like, there's no way I'm sitting. In a sitting. skip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that will not be seen in any of the pictures. I once did a wedding where they had chairs set up and I was like, oh, I don't know if they if they will want to sit in the venue. This girl, this girl at the venue was like, I think you'll find they will. And I was like, mm, I don't know. And then literally I met the bride. The bride was just about to come in the room and I was just about to ask everyone to stand. And I was I was like, do you want to sit? And she's like, absolutely not. I was like, get rid of the chairs, get rid of the chairs. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of me having to really hard negotiate. And we're obviously <laughs> hard having... <laughs> negotiate is interesting. Come down far. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. probably tell them what to do. <laughs> well, because also we've got a culture barrier as well. Yeah. Um, is Dutch translating? No, I'm just speaking in English. <laughs> <laughs> Loudly. <laughs> no, well, they do all speak amazing English. The venue, yeah, I had to really explain to them. I was like, so we will be arriving at 10 and hair and makeup will start at 10. They're like, but you're not getting married till 2. I'm like, um, no, 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 <laughs> there's no questioning. Getting ready is what I actually do for a living. <laughs> so I was like, getting ready paid for this four wedding. four hours is cutting it fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's been definitely of interest. Uh, food tasting have, I really enjoyed the food tasting. That was a real experience. Yeah. Um, and I, food tasting was the thing that I looked forward to the most. I was really, really excited for. And our caterers are so lovely and like, You'll hear this at the wedding, like we found a homeless shelter for any of the leftover food to go to after the event. And like, they're very sustainable. It's all farm to table. And that was like a non-negotiable for Brilliant. Dutch and I. Um, but when we got to the tasting, I was like, well, I really want to experience this tasting as a wedding guest. And so if I'm at a wedding, by the time I sit down, 
I'm a bit drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Did you wear a suitable outfit that you would wear to a wedding? No, no, no. I wore loose and drapey, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, So we get to the (laughs) (laughs) caterers. We get to the the caterers. I was very excited. We have one of the cocktails that will be served at the um, reception. Yes. Um, (laughs) And then no... Dutch kind of sipped his but wanted to move on to wine. I was like, well, I'll have yours. And then the wedding planner was driving. So I was like, well, I'll have yours. <laughs> Triple parked at your own, at your own. At your own tasting. <laughs> and no one else is really drinking because it's a tasting. So people are taking notes. Yeah, they took notes at ours, which I thought was interesting. I've never eaten things and people taken notes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And um, of course, one of the dishes had coriander on it. I was like, get that off. I don't want to see that devil hair. I don't want that bowl coming back into the wedding again. I actually, that's just reminded me, I need to just check that I won't be seeing coriander. Um, then <laughs> also there was a Papadel pasta. I was like, no. Flicky. Heavy. Yeah, heavy and flicky. Heavy and flicky. No, no, no. no. And also. My dad won't eat long pasta for that reason. Oh, really? Yeah, he won't eat it too quickly. I did think when I saw him with spaghetti hoops that time, I didn't think it was <laughs> odd, but we, we moved on. <laughs> oh, he loves spaghetti hoops. Yeah, Dad won't eat long pasta, too flicky. Fair enough. Yeah, not chic. No, it's not chic. Then we moved on to the cake, which you will really enjoy. Oh. Um, I'm 35 now. I've been to loads of weddings. I've been to really good weddings that I've loved. And I've been to weddings that I would have done things a little bit differently. <laughs> That's kind. <laughs> yeah. um, and actually, it really makes you carve out. It's nice getting married older, I'm going to say. Yeah. For me, I've really appreciated it. I'm really like. You know what you want. Because I think it was really easy maybe in, the, in my late 20s to go, why isn't it happening to me yet? And actually, when I'm here at this age, oh, it's happening 100% at the right time that it's supposed to be happening. And that's totally Can you imagine cool. what your wedding would have been like if you'd got married seven years ago? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it would still be going, I think. <laughs> My tables, that's where I've really liked, because our venue is also a florist and also does events. He's an atelier event planner. Of course. So I've just kind of let that go. He had you at atelier. Uh, well, I sent, I sent multiple mood boards bound. So I was like, look, this is the vibe. Um, and actually, it's really coming into succession. I became very fixated on certain elements of the tables. Yeah. Um, the this two, is where the charger plates got me. Yeah, and the two elements that have come into play are the width and thickness of the napkins. <laughs> because I was like, we won't yeah. be having some the weight. lank thing. I need something to feel weighty on the lap. You are so right about that. Because that does say expensive. Yes. Yeah, a weighty napkin. And the second thing was the napkin ring. How was the napkin being presented? What was happening there? There was lots of napkin rings being shown. Then the price for hiring napkin rings or buying them, I was like, oh, that's not worth this at all. So now they're being bound, which I'm really into. Okay, fine, lovely. But also I'm a big fan of a napkin swing at a wedding. Above the head swinging, huge fan. Like they do on the cruise. (laughs) Yeah, just like the cruise. So actually, I made them test. I was like, can you swing it with force? Great. So yeah, they are napkins suitable for swinging. But also, not 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 like a duvet. You can no. actually get it yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, no, it not can't be too, too heavy big. to no. swing. Oh God, that's fantastic. So that's really where do you feel? That do you feel is. happy? Do you feel comfortable? I feel comfortable. I haven't felt them because obviously, when you're doing it, you can't go over. You can't fly over to the Netherlands to feel a napkin. <laughs> no. God knows I tried, <laughs> but it's just like. 
I also, lots of people have given me lovely advice about just let go on the day. Your mood depicts the whole day. And I'll yeah. never forget Sarah at your wedding. Like when the doors opened and Sarah came down the aisle, it was so lovely because you beamed. And then as you were coming down the aisle, you started saying hello to people. You're like, <laughs> hello, yes, hello, hello. And it just instantly, everyone was in a good mood because oh. you walked in in a good mood. You weren't nervous, you weren't yeah. anxious, you weren't yeah. like, what the hell is that doing there? You didn't, you just let go. Yes. And it lifts the whole wedding up. And so people, actually, that's been really good advice is the whole wedding will be determined by my mood. Mm. And if I'm being crotchety about yep. a napkin or about the speaker or something. Everybody will be on edge. I also took something else from your wedding. Oh, yes. And I've got a sound engineer for the whole day. Great. No blow mics, no horrible Fine. speaker situation. No, great. Perfect. You need to hand all of that over. In fact, there's always something when I do a wedding, I'm always like, put somebody in charge of the music because it's everybody's job and nobody's job. And then somebody comes over and they haven't downloaded the sodding song from Spotify and I can't bear it. So get somebody assigned. So you've done completely the right thing there. Well, and of course I will, I will be using the sound engineer. Yes, you will. Tell them, tell them. So Set this the is, scene. I mean, this is unbelievable actually. Um, so... Jules and I were going to a little event with our lovely friends at Waitrose. So we were going there and beforehand Jules was like, why don't you come up to my hotel room and you can get your makeup done and have a little drinky. Well, can you imagine how quickly I was shot up in that elevator? So I went in, lovely, lovely, we're having a little drink, having a little chat, me, 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 got my face done, fantastic. And then Jules was like, I want to ask you something. Now, straight away, Portslough crew, I thought reading. That's what I thought. I was like, he's going to ask me to do a reading. Fantastic. Say what I asked you to do first. What did you ask me? I do not remember. No. So I built it up and Sarah's face was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, we need somebody to do the coats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. Oh, I had forgotten that. That was great. <laughs> and we really laughed for we a while. really, really laughed. But Jaws, I am going to be doing, and I'm so deeply, like, beyond honoured, actually. I am doing Jules's Father of the Bride speech. I got goosebumps! <laughs> so just to be clear, obviously Ken is going to be at the wedding. Yes, Ken yes, said yes. I'm Ken not, will be there. He's not refused to not go or anything. <laughs> he's not put his foot down. Anything like that, he will be there. But he has, well, he did a fabulous speech on your standing. He did a speech at the stand and Ken... I, after I asked him to um, walk me down the aisle, he actually was like, I'm, I can't do speech. I'm very, very nervous. I got really nervous. And I was like, don't worry. Don't worry. We'll work something out. And then there wasn't anybody else I would have rather oh, asked. Oh, my darling. Honestly, I'm beside myself. I am absolutely beside myself with it. It's, it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be great. It's going to be... I mean, God, yeah, I hope it is. I do hope it is. Um, and actually, Portslough crew, on the side, if you could get in the Facebook group. That's all I've said. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yes. You've got your dress for the wedding. I've got my, I've got my, I've got my weekend planned. The Have whole you? weekend. Yeah. I'm doing uh, a lot of sleeper. So I'm doing sleeper pyjamas. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got my dress for the wedding, which is actually from And Other Stories, which I'm very proud of myself for because I did my research. I waited. I didn't just impulse buy, which no. would have been very tempting, or order 20 things yeah. and then have to send them all back. I was like, no, I'm going to... I found the dress. I kept looking at it. Um, every time I did a night feed with Nancy, I'd have another look. I was like, yes, researched this, uh, the sizing, like measured and all that. Came. It's perfect. 
I can't, I don't know at this stage if I'm going to bother with a bra. I think that's the way we're looking here. I don't, lots of people aren't wearing bras at my mm, wedding. That's interesting. Seems to have been yeah. the vibe that, that I've set for life. That's a theme, is it? Braless. Braless. Oh, what I will say while we're on this though is that on the invite, the dress code for the wedding is glam babes um, because the invite Portslough crew oh it my went God, out. The invite is so chic, Portslough crew. It is heaven. It's like a it's like a Dutch tile. That's when they start. So it's all blue and white, hand drawn, hand drawn. The most gorgeous, beautiful little illustrations. Two little two little boys dancing dancing under a mirror ball. Just gorgeous. And how thick. Was the invite? Oh my god! I mean, if you dropped it, it would have hurt your foot. And Sarah was the first to message to say that she'd received it, and I really, like, I really, whatever you do as an invite is totally your vibe. For me, I get excited for an event when I receive the invite, and if I get a good invite, I'm even more excited. And that's kind of been the vibe about this wedding. I just want all of our friends to be excited, to have fun, to have the best day ever. Because if everyone else is happy, I'm happy. Yeah. So the invite. And if you're happy, everyone else will be happy. Exactly. So the invite, on the invite, it looked very chic, but actually when you read into it, there's lots of like Northern English. Like on the RSVP, it said, are you coming or what, babe? Yeah, John loved that. Um, So that's nice. Um, So the dress code is glam babes because very Northern like vibes. Yep. Not really translated well to the Dutch. Right. We had a lot of calls saying, does this mean ladies in long dresses? Is that what this is? Ladies in long dresses, glam babes. They'd obviously put it into like Google Google Translate. And there was also, of course, babes in arms. Babes in arms. Yes, they, that's where it was. Babes in arms. That's what they got confused with. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So God knows who's going to be turning up in what to the wedding. Yep. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. It's really close. Um, I've loved having a really long engagement. I highly recommend that to anybody who maybe falls into comparison or anything around engagement. I've been engaged for two years, loved it, absolutely loved it. I've loved not rushing planning my wedding. I've loved not being on this like, I've got to get married by this point. I've just enjoyed the process. It is what it is, whatever. Um, And also like, planning the wedding no one talks about how fun it is it is really fun it's not stressful it's just a party but actually I've enjoyed it so much that even if the wedding flashes by and I don't remember any of it I'll still remember all this lovely like planning oh, stage well, that's a lovely thing to say yeah. yeah nobody says that I wouldn't say that no I lo- I've loved every single oh, second of, of the wedding runner well that's why it's also perfect darling now how how is Sheila Oh my goodness. Mother so of the Sheila, bride. Sheila and Ken. M-O-B. Yeah, this is M-O-T-B situation. Because yeah. obviously, there's me and my brother, but I very much take that bride role in the household. In every capacity <laughs> in of life. In every capacity of life. Um, Sheila learned a very valuable lesson from my brother's wedding, and she's not left it too late with the looks. And obviously, she's very British. She didn't oh, want... she got in a right pickle. She got in a right pickle. She's She was a bit like... Well, who sends a picture of the look first to Mark's mum? What she, I was like, Mark's mum won't care what you wear. I was like, they're Dutch. They're chill. They're, it's, yeah. it's not like an English thing. I was like... They'll decide on the morning. And mum was like, well, shall I wait for her to go? I was like, no, just go and get your dress and then tell her. That'll be the yep. best thing to yep. do. And then everybody's... Go, go, go. Sheila looks phenomenal. She nailed it. She looks absolutely gorgeous. Like, it's just the right vibe. It's it's modern, but it's very relaxed. She looks stunning. Perfect. She did get a bit fixated on headbands, which I vetoed hard. I yeah. was like, they will date my pictures. It's a hard no to a headband. 
She then became fixated to walking me down the aisle with Ken. I was like, no, that's not really, that's not really where we're going. Do you know, I love that, that people do that. There's never quite enough room. But also, I know there isn't enough room because I know in our ceremony, some people, sorry, are going to have to stand. You would like it to be a full house. And also, <laughs> there is foliage in there. So I, you, I can't yep. be walking round with two people either side. No. Everything else she seems quite chilled with. Their flight got, got cancelled. That's been very stressful. Yeah, that is stressful. They're coming by train now. Are they? Coming by Eurostar. Actually very excited about it. Yeah, well, it's lovely. I love the Eurostar. Every time I've been on it, I've had such a lovely time. You pop into the tunnel, you're in England, you pop out, you're in France. Well, that's like, that's why we moved to Kent. That's yeah. why we drive to the Netherlands. Lovely. But I do often think back to June's MOTB days when um, she got very fixated on where to hang people's hats. Oh, yeah. I've had the hat conversation with Shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I've only heard of one or two people wearing hats. And to be honest, I'm not making somewhere to hang. Deal with it yourself. There was 0.1% of our wedding had hats. On. I had a headpiece at one point. Yeah. Only when I walked in. Yeah. <laughs> I know I had the fruit June, hat. June wanted the pegs. Yeah. She wanted the ribbon and the pegs. I said, you've lost it, June. You've gone too far now. This is too much. Go and have a cold shower, I said, June. You just, you, you're drunk. Go home. This is enough. <laughs> Bloody pegs. Pegs. Call the venue. Tell them you want pegs. Yeah. And then we went to the venue and this guy was showing us around. She was like, where do people put their hats? And he was like, um, what do you mean? Ken got a lovely Armani silk. Got a lovely yes. Armani oh, silk to wear. Yeah. It was a bargain. Um, but he said, and he said, how many changes are you having? I said, oh, you know, three to four. And he was like, well, just so you know, I'll be in that Armani suit from start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> Not if we all have our way with you, Ken. Oh, and I said, oh, his mum that. Your mum's having first of 12 facials before the wedding. She's in full bridal countdown. I was like, oh my God. And that that's like he Auntie Heather. She is altering the dress as we speak. I think there's sleeves going on, backs coming out. <laughs> God knows what's going on there. Poor Auntie Frida's flight got cancelled. She's coming by boat. Somehow oh. has ended up on some sort of 12-hour... She's now. <laughs> She's ended up on a 12-hour booze cruise. Oh, oh she was like, will they be drinking alcohol on the boat? I was like, I hope so. <laughs> You'll need it. <laughs> Just a bit. Gosh, I Frida. <laughs> last seen at sea. <laughs> I know, so Frida looks a bit bedraggled <laughs> on the day. We know why. Frida, you look awful. <laughs> Everything all right? Just clutching on, fish in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seaweed coming out of cleavage. God bless her though. Oh, She'd have swam God. there if she could. She oh, wouldn't have missed it for the world. She's lovely. Oh God, it's going to be heaven. It is going I can't to be believe heaven. it's so soon. I, know, I cannot I believe I, it. I know. I've got to. I've got to write my speech because you need it for the translator. Well, I need it kind of now, but, oh, no, but I haven't written mine yet. I haven't written. I've got okay. to get that sorted. All right. When I... you say translator. Yeah. <laughs> Duchess brother. Oh, sure. Got it. Now, somebody who I still have not seen. No. Since BC is June. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can just hear, I think, yeah, we're getting word now. June is arriving into Euston as we speak. Oh, really? As we speak. June, the heat was never going to put off June coming down. Anyway, she said the train's the best place for her because of the air con's on. My dad said the air con was a slight bit too cold, if you can imagine. He was positively chilly. Sat there with his cashmere and spaghetti hoops. <laughs> what a look. 
shivering all the way into Euston. Guess where me and June and Lorna, my sister, and Kerry, June's best friend, guess where we're going in February? We've booked the tickets. Where? Abba Voyage. Oh my God. We're going, we're going. Give me, give me, give me a man after midnight. Because you know... Well, yes, I've seen it. I have done the Abba exhibition before, mm. but this is an up, so upgrade of it. So what is, I haven't fully got my head around it. Hologram. Yeah, kind of. Mm. It's avatars or... Avatars. Yes, of course. Yes. Of course. I bet they were very happy with themselves the day they worked well, that out. I think they were. Well, I think what they thought was, we've not got the energy for all this, but we could do with the cash. So, yeah, they're like... Summer house has got to there, pay itself. But they're not there. Well, it, apparently it's the most expensive thing, tour ever or something. They've got to recoup the money. And it's a purpose-built venue. Everybody says you've got to take drinks and snacks with you because there's nothing there. And then you go... And then it, they're not there. These like holograms of them are there. It's meant to be fantastic. Anyway, June was like, do you want the matinee or should we go in the evening? Now, I've always believed that don't go, to, never go on the day of a matinee to see a show. Because if you go and see the matinee, they're holding back because they know they've got to do it again. And then when they come to do it again, they've already done Not it. Not like that when you're bored. just plugging them in the back there, yeah. is it? Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> what am I talking about? They're not going to be tired. They're not going to perform any differently because they're not there. <laughs> it's the computers. So anyway, we're going, we're going and Kerry's beside herself. I always think of Kerry when she danced to Rick Astley She's and your Hindu. She yeah. knew every move. I, every I think about it every move. time I hear Kerry that song. Kerry introduced me to ABBA. Yeah, she lent me ABBA gold. I never looked back. You can't. And Kerry always, always says, if you ever want to get a party going, you put Dancing Queen on. And she's right. Oh, but she did send me something very funny the other day that she was getting ready to go out for dinner with Linda, her friend. With um, the cello? No, that's Sue. No, this was Linda. She hasn't seen Linda. Linda's a friend of like a mum friend that they met through my little brother went to school with her boy, whatever you know, yeah fine Linda <laughs> so they're going out for lunch her and Linda and I always think of Linda because Linda has got a very chic um, bracelet that is actually her Fitbit she's had it like I don't know where she's had it from but June loved it can you find out because that's yeah. the reason I won't get a Fitbit because I think yeah. they're ugly yeah she's got it in like no offence you've got one got... <laughs> it doesn't go with my wrist <laughs> yeah she's got it like in a bracelet I always think of that with Linda anyway she probably hasn't even got it anymore. It was about 10 years ago. But, so, mum was getting ready to go out for di for lunch with Linda. She's washed her hair because um, she's in between blow dries and, you know, she didn't want to go for Linda with dirty hair. Power cut. A power cut. She's got no, she's got no heat with which to tease her hair. June can't leave her hair. She just do its own what thing. What do hang upside down with a bit of mousse she, in? Do you know what she did? She got on the rollers. She got on the Velcro rollers. And they are... I Dusting mean, them out of the I attic. I think they're older than I am, actually. She got the Velcro rollers, right? And she sat in... She's put her head in the sun. And Bob's your uncle. She looked great, actually. She was very happy with the results. Set it all. Will we do a bit of news from the north? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Let's. And can I just say, Sarah, that yesterday, when I was looking for news from the north... Yeah. I at first got a bit of a panic because mm. I was like... It happens. I was like, oh my God, what if I can't find a news? And then 
Um, I originally found one from Kent and I read it out to Dutch and Dutch went, well, that's news from the South. I was like, oh, you're right. I was like, what the <laughs> hell am I doing looking on the Kent live? I was like, get me up to Yorkshire. It's the news from around. So this uh, comes from Yorkshire Live. Um, title, my dog groomer gave me the wrong dog and I lived with it for four months. <laughs> <laughs> A woman spent four oh months living with the wrong dog, wondering what had happened to her usually friendly companion. Oh my God. Oh my God. I texted you, didn't I, saying I can't wait to read this to you. A woman spent four months living with the wrong dog after her dog groomer returned the wrong dog to her. The outraged owner took her friendly companion, a German shepherd, cross Newfoundland, to her local dog groomers for a trim ahead of the warmer weather and collected her as normal afterwards. Oh my God. Despite questioning her beloved's pet's unusual behavior before even leaving the door, stating that she was acting different from her usual happy self. However, she did not think much of her dog Emma's behavior and put it down to being stressed and anxious at the dog groomers, presuming that she would calm down and return to her usual self once they returned home. Yeah. And as I read this to Dutch last night and we both went, but you just know your own dog. You do. But how funny. <laughs> That there would be two dogs, because that's not a common dog. No, well, across. Willow has bespoke grooming. Sure. Bespoke by Donna. But, the, but in this case, like, I, I just this can't is some Tony and Guy of dog grooming. Yeah, but how did they not look? How? What are the chances of them both being in at the well, same time and exactly. looking the same? Posting on Reddit, the owner explained. When we got her back from her haircut, she began to act very strange. Physically, she was identical, but mentally, she was just not there. She nipped at my hand for scraps or she wanted attention. Ignore people whom she knew she was acquainted with. This dog bonded to me and ignored my father, brother and neighbours. And she changed her entire routine with the family. For me, that's a red flag, Pam. Do you know yeah. what I mean? While still baffled by her... You wouldn't question it, though. You wouldn't. You'd think, what's gone on? While still baffled by her dog's bizarre behaviour, the owner put it down to an adjustment issue as the dog was no longer seeing her owner's dog on a regular basis. My dog, Emma, was attached at the hip to my father. She would follow him around all day and would even express anxiety whenever he would be away for long periods of time, she added. It just so happens that my father had to temporarily live on the opposite side of my state for work and this dog that we had gotten back from the groomers was expressing all of my dog Emma's mannerisms of anxiety of being away from my father or so we thought. Right. However, around four months after bringing the dog home, the woman's mum received an unexpected phone call who explained there had been a terrible mix-up. <gasps> She continued, for four months I've been taking care and loving this dog. I was calling Emma, who looked exactly like my dog, but somehow different from the other Emma I once knew. My mother made an offhand comment about how Emma had been acting almost traumatised. Like, since we got her back, my mother got a call from the groomer. The call consisted of asking my mother to bring Emma to a meeting at her shop immediately because another dog owner had asked the same question. <gasps> the dog I had been caring for was named Bear and their dog was almost the identical twin sister from the same Good. litter. Was it actually from the same litter? We don't know. We don't know. But it could have been. And <gasps> By means of an apology, the groomer, who couldn't be more apologetic I about bet. the situation, dropped off gift baskets with notes expressing her <laughs> deepest condolences for the mix-up. You would be mortified. Four months. 
months. Wrong dog. You can't believe, but four months. Not even just a couple of days or a week, not just even overnight. Oh, I'm sorry, we've realised the mix-up yeah, but... in the morning. It was only because they both mentioned it. Oh, my dog's behaving a bit strangely. Gosh! But you I do, you do know your own same. dog, though. Of course you know your own dog. And the dog knows you. <laughs> Amen. Exactly. I'd know if it wasn't Peggy. I'd know in a heartbeat. I'd know if it wasn't Peggy. You would. Look at <laughs> Peg's has just been to the groomers, but I don't think she had enough off. Yes. I think that I think it needed to be a bit shorter. Well, Willow's really annoying me in the renovation because we take her to the groomers and then she just comes back and lies back on the dusty floor. Oh. The other day, we left her at home and the builders had obviously like, done something with the dust, came back, Willow... I was like, where are you? She got up covered in dust. There was a whole willow space on the floor. I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> to take her outside to hose like her off. Patsy wakes up in the burnt kitchen yeah. and up, up. <laughs> That is literally willow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, no news from the North could ever hold. That is one of the best news from the North Isn't it ever. In, insane? That is absolutely incredible. Um, but I'll try. This comes from... Cheshire Live. Now it's quite long, so we might have to just skip through it. Chop and change. I think, yeah. Cheshire's oldest identical twins who bemused Matthew Kelly in Chester Grosvenor Hotel. Oh. Identical twins born in a, born in a two up, two down in home in Chester just before the outbreak of Second World War believe they are the oldest identical twins in the county. Tony and Peter Rogers were born and brought up in the tight-knit community of Newtown and have remained close over the years, even working together as painters and decorators at the Grosvenor Hotel for five years after officially retiring. They were affectionately known as the Decorating Twins and even featured in a special Grosvenor Hotel magazine produced for guests. Whilst at the Grosvenor, they often caused confusion amongst staff and guests, including Stars in Their Eyes host Matthew Kelly. The celebrity got chatting to Tony before bumping into Peter and saying how good it had been to chat to him, much to Peter's bemusement. He thought Tony was pulling his leg when he said his identical twin also worked there and was stunned when Tony went and fetched Peter. Oh my God, imagine them phoning this story in. Have we <laughs> got a star just... for you? <laughs> They have just celebrated their 83rd birthday with a family party at Peter and his wife Sandra's home in Hull. Lovely. And this prompted Tony's proud granddaughter, Holly Cunliffe, 26, careful, yeah. <laughs> from Little Sutton, to contact Cheshire Live to see if we could help find out if they are the oldest identical twins in Chester. It goes on to say where they were born. There's a picture of them as children. Pitt Street, where they um, were born, no longer exists. It was demolished in the 60s. One is... This so is, they think they're the oldest twins on earth? No, no, just in Chester. Oh, just in Chester. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. We'd love to know if they're the oldest identical twins in Cheshire. It's really hard to tell them apart. They mirror each other. One is left-handed and one's right-handed. When oh. walking, they basically walk in symmetry. Sometimes they make the same gestures and hand movements too when they wave and say goodbye and do this at the same time. There are some funny moments. My granddad's twin will be walking through Chester and will say hi, thinking they've bumped into my granddad. You can only imagine the hilarity. She added the twins, whose star sign is Gemini, also had pacemakers fitted at exactly a year apart. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's 
wife Jeanette. The other one will have seen it coming. <laughs> also recalled a funny moment when a friend thought she'd seen Tony in Chester Market with another woman. Oh my god. When they'd god. actually seen Peter and his wife Sandra. Holly was even It's a, a bit Chuckle Brothers. It is a bit Chuckle Brothers. It's funny when people come up to us and say, are you twins? And you can see them staring at us. We'd love to know if we're the oldest identical twins in Chester. We certainly don't see many twins around. Peter said, we've had tourists come and ask to take pictures of us. This happened a few times when, for example, we're in the boot pub in Chester. We're like a Chester tourist attraction. And there you have it. Please, can I see a picture of them? Absolutely. Uh, I realise I haven't really moved much. I feel like I'm sat like an old gorilla. Well, it's but... too hot to move, darling. It's far too hot to move. Let me find you a decent picture. There you are. There they are. They're very sweet, actually. Oh, they're very sweet. They're very you sweet. You can tell them apart. You can, can't you? You can easily tell they them apart. They are identical twins, though. You know, if you were Matthew Kelly, though, you know, stumbling round a corridor in a hotel you could be forgiven for thinking you've already <laughs> a lot met of one of them yeah sure sure now Jules I've prepared something a little bit fun for you would you like to play a wedding special yes would you rather yes. okay so there are one two three four five okay you've got five yep. wedding would you rather okay great, great okay great. here we go Christian number one would you rather someone else wore a white dress or your outfit of choice or someone gets proposed to at your wedding? <gasps> so well, somebody if anybody did you? either, yeah. they'd be Anne Boleyn, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to any of you listening. The security to will be escorting them out. The moment the knee goes down, the bouncer will be in. Yeah. Uh, white dress. You'd rather you'd rather somebody wore your outfit. Oh, what my actual outfit? Well, yeah, I think. Oh, maybe not. Maybe a white. Yeah. Well, even like if it was my outfit, dress. I'd rather I'd rather that happen. Than somebody got than proposed. somebody proposed. To. Yeah. Because it's just. Well, also somebody wearing the same look as me. Mm. More for them. Yes. More for them, not more for me. No. Somebody proposing at my hour day. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no, that's a firm yeah. no. How do, I bet it's How happened. Dead. Oh, I bet it has. Would you rather you say the wrong name in your wedding vows? Oh, my God. Or Dutch says the wrong name Dutch. during... Would you? Dutch, I'd much rather Dutch say the wrong name. <laughs> I would much rather yeah. that happen. Sure, sure. Much rather. I have yeah. to remember to call him Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do I, actually. <laughs> okay. Would you rather all of your exes show up at your wedding or all of Dutch's exes show up at your wedding? <laughs> Either is a very tense option. Mm. Both come with intensities. Sure. Um, I would prefer Dutch's exes. Fair enough. I never want to see mine again. No. <laughs> and at least they can all look at Dutch and I can go... I won. Yeah. He graduated to me. Well, I mean, obviously, they'd all be walking through in veils, <laughs> weeping, <laughs> floating. Like the ghosts of Christmas past. <laughs> Would you rather have someone photobombing every picture or 
someone objected to your marriage during the vows. Ooh, I'm kind of tempted to say objecting to our marriage. It'd that be would, fun, wouldn't it? It would add a certain level of drama. Does anyone know of any... I do. Everybody I'd be like, turns. Will Young, I told you when you were on the inside of my locker, I said no. Oh my God, it's Will Young. <laughs> and finally, Jules, would you rather marry Dutch three times over or ten times over? Three. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do this ten times. <laughs> Oh my God, darling, congratulations. Next time we pod, Jules will be a married man. Yeah, I will be off the marché. Unless Will Young turns up. (laughs) Unless Will Young turns up voicing his objections. Um, Now, before we go... You we want, did have you a little announcement. To do a little announcement. Now, look, Port Salut crew will be absolute straight up honest with you here. Yeah. Yep. Uh, getting this pod back uh, to me and Sarah being together every single week, diary wise, now that I'm not in London and Sarah's a mum, is yep. proving a little bit harder than we thought. The main trickiness is I have a Peggy in between my crotch now. <laughs> Peggy's jumped down. Peggy, come down. <laughs> Peggy, Peggy, it's, that's not for lunch. Come that's on, not Peggy, for lunch. Peggy, Peggy, Peggy. Um, come here, darling. Come here. Good we girl. are looking for any help with editing the podcast. Um, we would love, obviously, for it to be somebody in the Port Salut crew who totally gets our vibe. If there's anybody out there, or maybe you know somebody who edits podcasts, or maybe you edit a podcast... Please get in touch, slide into the DMs because we would love some help. Yes, um, it would be very We're very nice to work with. We're so nice to work with. It'll only take you, uh, I would say, 45 hours a week. <laughs> <I know. laughs> no, seriously, if there is anybody who could help us with some editing, that would be brilliant because that's how we're going to be able to do the podcast more. We yes. want to do it more yes. and it's just time. That's yes. all it is at yes. the moment. It's just time and families and babies and... Weddings. Which is life. Yeah, absolutely. So there's just a lot going on. So yes, please, please let us know. But thank you so much for listening. Thanks for we listening. We adore you for being here. Can I just once again pass on, on behalf of everyone at the Port Salut crew, congratulations, my darling. Oh, congratulations! Hi! I can't believe it's happening. We adore you for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. Going to the chapel and we're gonna get married. Going to the chapel and we're gonna get married. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.